Warning! The following podcast contains strong language, which some listeners may find offensive. If you do... Up yours! That's only if you don't listen to the podcast. Otherwise, not up yours. Did you know the Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all of the social media outlets? Give us a like, follow, share, subscribe, or even a review if you're feeling generous. Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Twitter, Twitch, and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Hello, everybody. It is Sunday. You know what that means. It's the Untitled Wrestling Podcast back for your AEW review. It's me, your boy, Big Tasty. I'm joined by the definition of half man, half drugs. It's Aaron the Statman Sutcliffe. How's it going, mate? I feel like when a Pablo Escobar's cocaine hippos. You feel like you've, uh, <laughs> you've been made to swallow like several condoms full of pure heroin. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna throw them yeah. up in the air in the airport toilet. I've had a vaccine. I've had fucking um, multiple cocodamols. I've had I can't even remember the other names. If you had, did you have like a mouth injection as well? Antibiotics? No, I didn't. I paid four pound twelve for a prescription. That, that's basically what I got for, for basically para- for basically strong paracetamol. For strong paracetamol, I. Amoxicillin or something it's called. I oh, okay, I mean I'm sure it's it yeah. does I'm sure it's doing something fine. I, I mean it's worked so far. <laughs> yeah, um, fair play. Yeah, I mean mouth pain. So I've, 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 I've had all sorts of mouth issues. I had like teeth out, braces, all sorts of yeah. and it's, uh, it's horrible. I, I may not have mouth pain anymore, but I'm now very fuzzy, very tingly, and very all over the place. <laughs> well, fair enough. One. Well, speaking about fuzzy and tingly, um, <laughs> the first match. The first match certainly made me feel fuzzy and tingly. Um, so Dynamite <laughs> starts off today, uh, well, start off this week, uh, with a singles match. It was Kenny Omega versus Alan Angels, who you might know as number five of the Dark Order. Uh, the one thing that I, th- I really liked about this, I'm sure everyone's aware, they, they did a really good job of um, referencing back to the match they had last April. Yeah, I think uh, it was. Was it was it on like the first pandemic show? Well, the second one, it was very it was, early, wasn't it? It was very early on, yeah, because it was still at um, Thingy's Gym. Oh, God, yeah, it was It was in the, um, the, 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 the Nightmare Factory, wasn't it? Yeah, when you could see the grass on the outside, <laughs> yeah. on the floor, yeah. Um, so, yeah, and it, that was a match that really, well, it did a, it did a number of things first. It, like, won it, it really put Alan Angels on the map as a singles competitor. And I know he sort of he plays like the, the sort of fall guy in the dark order, doesn't he? He's very much like the butt of all the jokes, and like he gets like all the people shouting at him. If you watch PTA, he just gets abused. Um, but he's a really good wrestler. <laughs> and he... Yeah, if, like if you're like me, you don't watch dark or dark dark elevation. Uh, like when the match was shown during the week, like where we're getting this, I was like, oh yeah, they had that absolute banger like last year. Uh, and then the match actually happened, and I was like, oh. I like think you forget how good a wrestler five is. I mean, I think the last time we, we saw him in any sort of meaningful capacity on Dynamite was when he was like all the way back at the Brody Lee Celebration of Life episode. He was the one sat with Brody Junior in the crowd. Yeah, yeah. That was more or less the last time we ever really focused on him. Um, but yeah, it was. I mean, this this match was stupendous. It really was. Um, I think it did uh, a great it did a great job of of keeping Kenny hot going into full gear. And it wasn't comedy five either. It no, no. Serious mode five. He was here to play. I mean, he kicked out of a V trigger. He kicked out of a V trigger. 
<laughs> and another thing I liked is he he didn't kick out a warming angel, but he he escaped several attempts at warming angels. Yeah, yeah, he went for it a lot, to be honest. But Kenny ain't going to one-winged angel someone as low down the card as... No, he doesn't deserve it. He doesn't deserve that. <laughs> yeah, there was some nice bits, though, like um, angels hit a moonsault out to the outside, which was really nice. And Ari Haram insult. Yeah, don't Google that. Don't Google that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then he went for a frog splash, Kenny got the knees up, and uh, then gave him, like, a hellacious buckle bomb. Yeah. Was that, was, that was stiff. I mean, this was like you could tell. You could tell that um, Angels is a really good wrestler because Kenny worked quite hard with him. Yeah, um, and like you got the feeling that he he, could, he knew that he could trust him to like to not die, basically. Not die, sell it like a champ, and not put himself over. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> no, he, he, I think I think obviously Al Angel was, was he was never going to win this match. Like no, no, no. <laughs> you, you knew he, he was a dead man walking. You knew that coming in. But there was it was nice when um, when he you know there was some nice pops like when he when he kicked out of that feet trigger the pop was enormous. Yeah, like the first one, it was ridiculous because it was so unexpected. Like there was yeah. a lot this week that that happened. It was like oh, fucking hell. But this match specifically, it was a very good match. Um, it Kenny had to do another two V triggers after that. Yeah, you had to bust out the double V triggers to uh, to get the win. against the ropes as well. Yeah, that like that last one was naughty, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it was, it was horrible, horrid. And yeah, so Kenny, oh, to, to, to no one's surprise, Kenny faced the win. I think this match was about, they went on ten minutes, and it was it was some pretty good back. I mean, it, I don't think Kenny ever looked seriously in trouble, but it, it was good back and forth throughout. I mean, it didn't feel ten minutes either. No, it no, it was very. It was really easy. They, had, they had really good really good chemistry together. And like, anyway, the match they had them from from what I remember, but the match they had last year was pretty damn good. Yeah, it was. Fucking solid match, definitely. Uh, sorry, AW Dynamite. I try to look at times for these matches. That's all. Just all oh, right. You're on the you're on the old cage match. Yeah. Other wrestling websites are available. Well, well, well I did have it for um, Rampage, but now I've got I've got PW Tour just timings, but they're fucking that's the Wild West. They, they just write down whatever they feel like about looking things. <laughs> So it sounds like a me sort of <laughs> like, ah, 10 minutes. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. <laughs> Let's just assume, yeah. Uh, they don't give you a time, that's clever. It felt like 10 minutes ish, anyway. It's yeah, and after the match, uh, Kenny grabs a mic. Um, he basically says that he's like the god of pro wrestling, he has the power to giveth and taketh away. So, again, referencing the fact that like last year he put Alan Angel's on the map with the singles match, really. He gave him this, like, big rub, and now he, he, he sort of implied that he was going to take it away from him, and he, he sort of set him up for a warming danger on a chair. And then, yeah. as he was about to hit it, Hangman Page's music hit. Um, Page ran out. No no whiskey, no gimmick, no, no, no goofing around, all intensity. Oh, that's so good. Oh. Straight to the ring. Um, he goes for a buckshot. He flips. Kenny ducks. Kenny bails out the ring to safety. He leaves the he's left his belt in the ring, so Paige picks it up, sort of looks at it. And Kenny's going furious on the outside, and then he just puts it on the um, on the apron and says, "So this is Kenny. Yeah, you hold on to that, mate. You got ten days." That is how you build the most over person ever. Don't don't have to have him speak every week. Don't have to have him in a match every week. No. 
as long as we get him once a like, week, do he's not wrestled he's not since, not wrestled since the ladder match, but he's been he's been on down and he's been on down every week and he's been close to Kenny and they've they've come, they've passed each other and they've literally come this close, but they've never touched. They haven't touched each other. And have you noticed we're all clawing to see Hangman in the ring again? Yeah. Right, that's exactly how you do it's it. It's what happens when you don't give it all away on TV, isn't it? <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. Well, that, that thing where you put the title down, he just goes, yeah, you've got 10 days. Yeah. Yeah, that's all he says. Fair play. I'm all for it. Like, well oof. done. Yeah, that was lovely. And then, so next up, um, we have Malachi Black with another promo. Um, I like this. Um, so he talked about, obviously, he was um, barred from ringside for tonight's match against with Cody V. Andrade. Um, but it said it wouldn't matter. And then I think this is this is this is sort of implying something quick. I don't know if it'll come through or not. But he said that when Julius Caesar was assassinated on the Ides of March, uh, which March fifty, which is Jay's birthday, actually. If you want to, if you know, fun fact, fans. Um, when, Julius was, when Julius Caesar was assassinated <laughs> on the Ides of March, it wasn't just Marcus Aurelius that committed the act. So basically, he's implying that. Um, so Julius Caesar was a figure. He it was sort of implied that he was killed by like all of society. Like everyone just took a turn to stab him, didn't they? Like he was that yeah. like unpopular, and it was just like one person had to do it. So what he's basically saying is like, yeah, everyone hates you, Cody. Everyone, everyone, given the chance, anyone's going to turn on you. I mean, are we getting Arn turning on him? <laughs> Arn with his Glock. Arn, Arn with his Glock shoots him in the back of the head. Oh, got cool. the, did you see Arn was on on the news this week? He said he he said despite that promo, he said he's never actually owned a gun. He said it was just a metaphor. It was just like you just like wanted to. I sure are. Yeah, he's never well, reg- owned a registered gun. Let, let me check your glove compartment. <laughs> <laughs> um, so j- just before we quickly go on, I've got a time. Uh, seven minutes fifty nine for that first match. All right, then. so only two minutes getting tacked on by a yeah. Peter retorts there. Um, yeah, so again, again, these Malachi Black Romans are great. It just keeps him, it just keeps him in like in people's minds, and because he, he's not the type of guy who needs to wrestle every week because of the way, like how theatrical he is. Yeah. In fact, I think if you have him wrestle every week, it sort of diminishes his, his sort of mystique a little bit. Yeah. Just, just having him pop up and like surprise motherfucker Cody every now and then is is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just I I don't understand this whole Andrade thing still. Again, I think I think they're just building on the fact that obviously they, they have this feud, they have this like rivalry in NXT, and they have this like shared history, don't they? Yeah, and it's, 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 it's just implying that Andrade has basically just got mates all over the place that he can just call in to like do bad things to people. Yeah, I'll speak about it later on because there's something we need to speak about. With okay, but we'll speak about it later when it comes to it. We'll cross the bridge. Next up, then we had um, we had the, probably the the, the 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 nice moment of the night, like the sort of heartwarming moment of the night. Um, obviously. I'm sure most people are aware on the Monday of this week, John Moxley entered into an alcohol rehabilitation program and is going to be off TV for an indeterminate period of time until he puts himself into a, a better frame of mind and a better place. That's brilliant. We all wish him the best, obviously, and we can't wait to see him come back when he comes Prophet. back, right? The prophecy is not being fulfilled. <laughs> However, so Punk came out and... It was just a really nice promo, wasn't it? It was just dead lovely. He, he asks the crowd to chant Moxley's name. They do. Yeah, don't chant my name, chant Moxley's. Yeah. Basically. And then he basically cuts his big promo about saying, like, he knows what it's like to get worn down by a job and, like, to, to put yourself in, in harm's way for it and to, like, get yourself into a position where you don't understand how much damage you're doing to yourself. And then he said it was really nice that he asked for help and it was really important. And then he wished that he'd asked for help in his career a few times and he just maybe carried on a bit longer than he should have. Which was great, and yeah, he really puts over. I, I love this, like just normalizing um, 
asking for help if you have any sort of issues like that they're trying to do in AW, which is great. And Excalibur did, even at the start of the show, instead of running down the card, Excalibur actually explained the John Mox situation in it with a few sentences before the first match. Yeah. Which right. was really nice as well. I love, I love how they're not shying away from this. Like they're saying, look, no. this guy's got problems. He's 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 gone to get help. Mental all, illness is a thing. Yeah, we also we all support yeah. him. You know, this is great. You're not like an a softie if you fucking have mental illness. Yeah. Uh, it, it's good to see stuff like that. Like obviously there's other wrestlers that have had problems before that just didn't say anything and it sort of went downhill for them. And some of them aren't here anymore. Some of them aren't here with us anymore. Some of them have picked themselves back up. But it's great to see that we have a mainstream wrestling company actually talking about this shit. Yeah. And again, I'm saying, that's not, we, I'm we, saying I, shite like it's nothing. Like that's the wrong word to use. No, but, but this, this, all, all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I get what you mean. Uh, then he pivots the promo to Eddie Kingston. Uh, basically, said he wanted to ask him to his face what his problem was with him, was with him, and he didn't like being interrupted. And then he basically said he tried to get Kingston. To, he tried to get the crowd to turn on Kingston. He said, "Look, I could have been Moxie's replacement in this tournament, but I can't now because I've still got to deal with this Eddie Kingston stuff. And so you know, you're not going to get CM Punk the Orange Cassidy." So blame Eddie Kingston for that. Yeah, like, why would it seem so out of place to say that? Like, oh, you're not going to get your dream matches like Punk versus Orange Cassidy or Punk versus Brian Danielson. It's like, you, if you're not going to give us it, like, why say it? We'll get it at some point, you feel. Uh, yeah, we'll get it at some point, but I'm saying, like, if you're trying to get someone to turn on I think, you, I think, I think and the way to... they were talking about mental illness and stuff, and then he just came out with, you're not getting your dream matches that you want. It's like, uh, it, it just seemed out of place, the line. I mean, I think, I think obviously, it's just, they've got, if they're trying to turn Eddie Hill, they've got a tough job because he is absolutely beloved by the crowd. Uh, more, more on the CM Punk chat later because, oh, Rampage was a delight. Yeah, oh yeah, we'll, we'll get into Eddie King's yeah. CM Punk in great detail coming up. Yeah. Um, but that's just a, the, the little, so, and then basically Punk said that he's going to be in St. Louis on Friday for Rampage and uh, he, he wants Eddie to apologise to him, basically. Definitely in two days' time. <laughs> Definitely not recorded. No, it wasn't, so. it was actually live. Oh, was it? Oh. Yeah, yeah, because this was, because don't forget, this was meant to be full gear tonight. Well, last night. So they booked a live rampage for um, St. Louis and they kept it live. Oh, I, I take my statement back then. Yeah. No, it actually, it actually was live this week. Oh, and it's live next fair. week as well, I think. That made, it, it was weird how some things happened then. The whole punk coming out twice and then Adam Cole being hit with things and then perfectly... Well, not perfectly fine, but you know what I mean. Two days yeah. later. Uh, right, so then next up... Um, it was well. Speaking of John Moxley's replacement, it was announced that it was going to be Miro. Well, it was announced before the show, but or literally just before the show. I don't think Punk got told. Well, it was teased, wasn't it? Because <laughs> he said, "Didn't Tony Khan say that it was like an opt- or Didn't someone say it was like an ex AEW an ex champion in AEW, a former champion was going to be his replacement?" And everyone was like, "Oh yeah, it's Miro then." Uh, is that how they played it? Yeah, because right, okay. it's either it's either Kenny. Well, you know, it's either Mox, who's not, who's the guy who's left. It's Jericho. It's not going to be Jericho. He's busy. Yeah. It's Darby. It's Cody. He's busy. He's busy. Yeah. <laughs> or it's like Hangman <laughs> or like one of FTR. Well, or, yeah. or one of the books. And that makes one no of sense. the CU. Christopher Daniels. <laughs> it's Frankie Kazarian. <laughs> Elite killer. Let's go. <laughs> oh, that, that just went away, that didn't it? 
and gave up on it. He's, like, the, he's the elite hunter. He'd be Brandon Cutler and then just got jobbed out to everybody else. And then you went, there you go. I hunted. There you go. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's like catching a and Pokemon. <laughs> like, I beat Brandon Cutler. And then, like, well, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so Miro's up. Uh, basically, he said that he's the replacement to the tournament. Um, he basically just said that, yeah. He, 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 it was a great line. So he was like, he said, talking to his guard, and he was like, When I look up at you in anger, do you look down on me in fear? Yeah. I was like, Oh, I can't go home to her like this. Yeah. Stuff like that. The path to the AW title will be paved with blood and skulls. He will be loved, and then he will forgive. Wait, was it you that said you think Lana might be the god, or was it me? I think it was you. I stole it off someone else then on Twitter. <laughs> that's, that's what's happened there. Your heart um, opinion. Yeah, every every time um, I, she, he says it, stuff like that. I just I'm fully convinced now it's her that she is the god. Yeah, they're definitely setting up aren't they, for um for Lana to come in at some point, presumably, even if it's just like a short term thing. Yeah, like as I say, I don't want her to come as a wrestler because no offense, she's not that good. But it's the whole Scarlet. All over again, isn't it? Like, oh, she's she's a wrestler, but she's really naff. So yeah, she's eye candy. Um, but she's a good manager. Yeah, I mean, give it her due. I feel like at this point we're probably not going to get any sort of payoff to the Kip Sabian Miro feud because it I feels mean, like, with all due respect to Kip Sabian, it feels like Miro's advanced past the need for that to happen. Yeah, is Kip? What what's happened to Kip? Has he just? Actually injured, though. He's, he's back. He's just got boxing. He's, no, he's just hanging around with a cardboard box over his face. I know. Okay. Uh, it's actually in but... I've just gone, yeah, but Penelope's that good. And we kind of like her, so we'll just keep her on time. Uh, Penelope's like eye candy and a good wrestler. I think Kip's, <laughs> Kip's a good wrestler. Just, I think he just needs... He just, he's never had a character, has he? He's never had like anything to, to sort of... You're saying the bad, the fucking, I can't remember, super bad, there you go. Well, I mean, I don't even know what that means. Superbad was a film that came out like 15 years ago. Yeah, hey, that was a top-notch film. It's a great film, but it has nothing to do with Kip Sabian's character. Yeah. But the thing is, like, AEW haven't pulled, really went full super bad with it. Like, if you'd known before he was in AEW, like in Indies, he was at WCPW and stuff. And he was a proper dick. He was in World of Sport as well. He was tag team yeah. champs with Easton Reese. Is that his name? I think Big so, yeah. muscly guy. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something Reese. He has a funny way of spelling it because he's Welsh. Easton? Yes. I him. You, everyone knows who I'm on about when I've said it. It's fine. But yeah, he, ta- World of Sport tag champ, Kip Sabian. <laughs> yeah, but he's not, he's not really on Miro's level anymore, though, is he? No, no, he's nowhere near Miro. Miro's, I mean, he's literally in the number one contender. Miro's, Miro's like knocking on the door of the main event scene. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we'll move on. Um, so there's a little bit backstage where um, basically uh, the young books and Adam Cole are saying that um, they lost the doc or lost it was a fluke. As this is happening, uh, Christine Cage appears and sort of confronts them because obviously they, I think the last time we saw Christian was when they threw him off the ramp, wasn't it? Yeah. Was, yeah. Uh, so he turns up and they're like, oh, what are you doing? You know, we're going to beat the crap out of you. And then all of a sudden, Luchasaurus behind them and he goes, absolutely ham on them. Again, this is the first time I think we've seen any of Jurassic Express since, since that much. Does they got beaten? Hi. Uh, are, we, are, we, are, we, are we including Christian in Jurassic Express now? Is he, is he part of the gang? Don't. So he just like evolved Marco's stunt. 
it's the fact that his music plays instead of Tarzan Boy. It's very upsetting. It's nice music, though. Uh, it, I'd rather Tarzan Boy, though. I've got a set of scales in the brewery, and when I turn it on, it counts down from 10 to 1 for some reason. I always think of Christian's entrance when I turn them on. <laughs> I'll take a video yeah. next. I'll take a video next time I use yeah. it. The buzzer is just Christian music playing. <laughs> when you when you zero it, <laughs> he just plays the music. Um, so yeah, they they make a big fight. Uh, Jungle Boy jumps out and um, makes Adam Cole pass out with a snare trap, and then Christian gives him a concerto. Which is not, mean, very, not a very the, face thing to do, is it? No, the pop for the two chairs coming out though. That yeah. was it's it's good to see stuff. Obviously, it's fucking nostalgia. Um, but. Yeah, it was quite the non-face thing to do, but you've got to remember it's sort of justified. Yeah, they, they, they did. They try and kill them. He was, was off Dynamite and Rampage for however many weeks. So Yeah. Um, and I don't know, like, just before he, he, he took the shot, he, he realised the chair was the wrong way around and turned it around, which was uh, yeah. probably for the best. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> then there was a nice little um, promo package with Ruby Soho and Chris Statlander talking about um, their quarterfinal match for the TBS title. Really, you don't often see Statlander speaking in like serious terms. And no, was, she's always with best friends, Fanny. She's always like pooping someone on the nose or being an alien. But she was yeah. just here. She was like, "Yeah, I want to win that belt," and it was really cool. It really put the title over as like a big deal. I think. Well, she she even went. Oh, um, the was it the Guardians champion or something? She says. She says something in this promo, I'm like, the Guardian's champion is something. I don't need a title to prove that. But a, a little bit of gold around my waist wouldn't hurt now, would it? But also, I would quite like that title. I Yeah, it was yeah, it was along those lines. So, fair play. I mean, I'm buzzing for, even though I'm not a Ruby Soul fan, I'm still buzzing for the match. Yeah. So... Uh, right, the next up, then we had the second match of the night. We had FTR against... So they, they issued an open challenge to any luchadors who wanted to challenge them for the AAA titles. And a lot of people thought, oh, this will be some sort of swear. It'll be like Sean Spears and Wardlow and Lucha Masks, and there'll be some random... Sh- and they, they forget that this isn't like fucking 20, 2002 uh, WWE. Yeah, this, is, this isn't 2021 WWE. <laughs> <laughs> so instead, we get Aerostar, who is for Lucha Underground alumni. I didn't like Aerostar. Um, well, we got a much who someone who had a much better show in this match was Samurai Del Sol, who is the yes. former Kalisto. Yes. Um I think Aerostar tried to do a little bit too much. I think maybe he, he yeah, was trying a little he, too hard to impress. He was too flashy and then when every time he was being flashy, it was like it wasn't elegant, if that makes sense. It was do you remember like Private Party when like, when AW first started and they were trying a bit too hard to do too much? too many moves and they always felt like they were like a second away from really hurting themselves yeah yeah that yeah I'm a great yeah that's perfect analogy to be honest I just I wasn't a fan of how it looked and it just seemed clumsy well it looks like he did hurt himself because he, he was favouring his foot quite badly at one point wasn't he um, yeah looks um, like he really hurt himself on a move to the outside why does FTR have funky music so that is a remix of well, it's a, a sort of rip off of the Rock and Roll Express's music Alright, okay. Uh, they've got the new shirts, haven't they? Which is like the Rock and Roll Express's like old logo, but with FTR instead. Where are they wearing it this week? Like? Yeah, it's the one like the rainbow. Huh. On. Mm. Ah, makes sense. Yep. Okay, I'm with you. So the whole thing now is they're sort of like taking the because they had that little feud, didn't they? With when they were when it was tied to appreciation night, they had that little into in, like you know little go at them, like yeah. way back when when they first signed. Um. See, I mean, this match was, it was a little sloppy. It was a little bit, um, 
Now, if if you forgot how good Kalisto was, or Salito del Sol is his now name. Samurai del um, Sol. Salito del Sol. Sorry. Aye, that's the one. Sorry. <laughs> Aye. Um, yeah. As soon as he done that fucking handspring thing where he just stops mid-fucking handstand and walks back and flips over again to hit a head scissors. Oh, yeah, fucker. It's so, been a while. Last time we seen him, he was wearing a fucking hat backstage with just his normal <laughs> dress fucking... It's, it's amazing what happens when you're, like, really talented wrestlers, like, just wrestle, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Like, you forget how good they actually are. Um, yeah, because at one point, like, those um, Kalisto could have been the next Rey Mysterio. Oh, easily. Well, he was US champion at yeah. one point, right? What was that? A, was it even a pre-show match? I think it might have been like one of the opening matches or second match on the card on the main card against Ryback for the US title. Maybe right. a pre-show match actually, but that was at Mania, so they thought highly of him of some sort at one point. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I, it wasn't this match, but like I mean, I, we, we, me and you go go. Um, we go our separate ways on FTR, don't we? Like I love them. You think they're a bit boring. I think they're a bit boring, but I know I know for a fact that that's because they're a whole classic tag team wrestling team. So, so it was it was on. I think it was on Darker Elevation this week. I saw a clip. They had a match against a local team, and um, one of the one of the guys was about to make a hot tag. So as you have to tag in, both members of the just dropped to the floor and lay there like they were hurt. And the guy tagged in and came in, like running to the ring, and there was no one stood up for him to hit. For his hot tag. <laughs> yeah, so he just wasted his hot tag. And then like, as he like went, as he bent down to like pick one of those, he just like punched him in the face on the floor and like jumped up and took advantage. And then they hit that, the uh, big rig and won. That's like if you're like pay, playing fucking 2K games like online and they're absolute sweaties at it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they would do. Actually, FDR are just like sweaty fuckers who will do anything. Sweaty 2K players. <laughs> FTI, I love FTI. I think they're fantastic, and they, they really shine in matches like I, this, where, I, where they where they can grind, where they ground big high flying teams. I I do appreciate them for what they do. I'm not saying they're naff because I do understand like why there were two, and there, there were two, there were two nice like little contrasting moments. In the match. So early on, I think it was Aerostar went for like a double like splash onto the two of them, and they caught him like one on each. They caught him like caught him by the legs, like by his seat. And he went slammed. for a, like a double runner. It was yeah, yeah, and then he they slammed him on the floor. Yeah. And then he tried it again later and they caught him again. But then this time, Kalisto or Sarah Dosso jumped off and like stomped him and he, he, he sort of flattened both of FTR down, which was really cool. They kind of did like, you know. But yeah, I mean, it was good action. It was, a, like I said, Aerostar was a little bit all over the place. Um, he definitely did do himself a bit of damage. Hope he's okay. I can't, I can't remember what it was. Was it like a moonsault off the top rope? It was, it something? was something to the outside, wasn't it? He, he, he rolled his ankle, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Dak stares out a fan, uh, but the old man does not move. Like, he <laughs> properly put, goes one then, like goes further forward. It's great to see. Well done, mate. Yeah, and then um, towards the end, the match ends. Um, Azera Star tries to roll up uh, Cash Wheeler, and then Wheeler revert or Wheeler kicks out, and then um, grabs another roll up, and he he grabs the middle rope and his tights. One he tried that against um against uh, Phoenix, Phoenix the other week. Why am I saying Kalisto? Oh, he, he, tried it, he, he tried against Phoenix the other week and it didn't work because I think Penta broke it up. But then yeah. obviously this time it, it worked. He got the win. Yeah, which is great. I mean, it's, I'd love to see FTR winning with Shitazri. Yeah, um, we also got to see a uh, Salita del Sol during the match as well. Yeah, which he didn't do it from standing. He done it off the road, but it still looked cool. 
cheeky Selena Del Sol for the boys. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I would. I don't think we're going to see much more Hammer Del Sol based on what happened after the match. What, did they do an attack? No, did no, um, no. It was on. It was on Twitter. Oh, what happened? Oh. Um, so Samuel Dussault tweeted something about Brody Lee or John Hoover, and he spelled John. He spelled John wrong. He spelled it with a H. Uh, no, I thought it was. Oh, was it Kalisto that said it? Oh, yeah. And um, Jericho had a go at him, and then someone fired back at him, and then Amanda Hoover had a go at him. At who? At um, well, basically at Samuel Dussault. I think I think the implication that he, he was trying to use like Brody to get like a bit cl- to get you know get himself over a bit clout. Yeah, apparently he was apparently, the wrong word to apparently use, people but... people have said that he was he was quite notorious for like trying to blag shit in WWE. Hmm. So maybe people are just a bit wary of him. But I mean, if if that's not an issue and it's all smoothed out, I really would like to see him again because I thought he was excellent this match. I really did enjoy him. Yeah, he's a fantastic wrestler, but if he's notorious for. Speaking again, shit, I, I, I can't confirm that. It's yeah, what, it's yeah. what people have said on the internet. Um, I would love to see him again if, if that's a, a feasible. Yeah, more for it. Um, yeah, and FTR made FTR just all the things. So FTR, like I, I understand why they're not your favorite tag team, and they're not. To, truth be told, they're not my favorite tag team. Like, I, I prefer to watch. Like I prefer to watch a, a young Bucks Beach Bros match over an FTR match. I'll tell you now. But one thing FTR are really good at doing is making other teams look really good. Yeah, uh, um, I enjoy their matches where they're a bit faster paced. It's just sometimes they can be a bit slow and it's no mark of the team. Yeah, basically. like, F- like FTR, FTR versus the Acclaim, for example, is like not a match I'm clamoring for. Because I don't think either of those teams can can bring the pace that I want to see from AW Tag Team Wrestling. <laughs> However, if you put them in like the Lucha Bros, if you put them in with like yeah. the Young Bucks, or if you put them in with, like Jurassic Express, then it's going to be a good time. Yeah, exactly. That's there are enough good fast tag teams in AW that you can feasibly almost always have one of them in a match. Uh, this match went eight minutes forty five seconds. So, and again, it didn't it didn't feel long at all. Like it felt really yeah. snappy and really good. Um, so then next up a little quick one uh, Shida, mm. got, Shida finally got her 50 wins trophy right yeah uh, Nyla Rose shows up Nyla Rose shows up and basically says yeah I'm going to be you no, she, she goes oh it took your time getting 50 wins who the fuck's your 50 wins <laughs> yeah she's literally the first woman she's to 50 wins you can't have a go at her for taking her time when she's the only one to do it <laughs> the implication was that she didn't do it like the first time I but yeah, I know it's. it's it, kind of... it was just weird and worded wrong, or yeah, they done it wrong, so it didn't work. But yeah, yeah. So then next up, then we have um, the inner circle versus American Top Team. This is the sort of um, announcement of who they will face. You called it, mate. I really liked how they did this. Yeah, it was really, it was, it was. You saw it coming a mile away, but it was very well done. The way they, the way the inner circle. I mean, the only downside is they let Jake Hager speak for a bit, but that's fine. Uh, And Jake Hager also tried to pump up the fans by going, "Come on, louder, Hager, just stand there, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Just just look tough and maybe say championships. That's all you want." Just do a Taz and have like your arms crossed. <laughs> um, so yeah, they, they basically um, so Hager and um, Lambert gives he says that we already signed the contract. You, you get to write your name, the names down of anyone you want, from American Top Team, and then they, they basically goad Lambert into saying that he is like the founding member, of American Top Team. He's like the number one member. He's like the the first member. I don't. I don't think they even go. I'm like he just says it himself to begin with. Um. 
one of the, the uh, yeah, I, I yeah. Know what, they're basically trapping basically into saying that he is a member of the American Top Team. And yeah, as soon as, he's, that, as, soon as he says that, that, you can see where it's going because he's like boasting about like how he is American Top Team. He founded it, he's like the number one member. And the key word there is he says member, he's member, a member of the yeah. American Top Team, and everyone yeah. hears it. Um, I mean, fair play. So then they basically name they, they have a little they have a little um a little huddle and they name they name the guys they want to face. So, so Hager uh, calls out Junior Dos Santos. Yep. Yeah, he goes, I'll drop you faster than your last fight. Uh, 71 seconds that lasted. Yeah. 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 Not not very fun. For uh, and then I like this. I like this. So they, and then Santana calls out Andre Olofsky. So they're the first two. Yep. You want something to bite Pitbull? Bite this. <laughs> Yeah, and then yeah. Um, as um, Lambert's sort of like running down all the guys in American Top Team, like he runs down Olofsky, runs around down Dos Santos, um, those two guys who were like in Bellator for some reason, I don't remember their names. Chris Van Vert is Paige Van Zandt's mister and... Austin Vanderfort. Austin Vanderfort. Yeah, that's that I remember. Right. That sounds right. That's they're both they're right. both guys who are undefeated in Bellator, aren't they? There are two of them. Yeah, because they brag about it to Jake Hager. I mean, yeah. it's not tough to beat when it's like two and zero, and then your last match was a no contest. Yeah, it's like it's, it's two wins and you get to go in the dick. Yeah, like... <laughs> twice. <laughs> <laughs> not he's not exactly um, chocolate delicacy. No, definitely go. not. I know where my fight is, mate. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, then we have our we have our weekly schedule. Jericho being a creepy sex dude about Paige Van Zandt. I mean, she sort of did it on her own accord this time. I mean, well, first of all, the one second match, Paige Van Zandt is great on the mic. Yeah, like I've... really good. She's really enthusiastic. She was really like she, 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 the promo she cut was really fun. Like it was, she, she sounded like a natural. The thing is, you notice more and more, like in actual UFC and boxing and stuff, like it's all about the build-up and the promos and stuff. Yeah, and I can, like, it's, it's all it's, entertainment. Are, there's a, an incredibly large number of MMA fighters who are massive wrestling nerds. Yeah, but, but I mean, American Top Team. We said this all the time. American Top Team have been fantastic in, in this position. Like yeah. that, they've really like gone full tilt into this, like real enthusiasm, and it's it's made such a difference. Like that, they've been really game for it. Then the best way to do it is to go, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan, get me involved. Yeah, so Paige Van Zandt basically said that she'd take on all five in a circle at once. To, to, which <laughs> Jericho, to, to which Jericho basically just says, well, that joke kind of writes itself, which, to be fair. Yeah, she fucked herself over instantly. <laughs> uh, and then they announced that the fifth member is going to be Dan Lambeth. And then Dan Lambeth does like the, the comedy, like, <laughs> I did not say that. No, I did not say I was a member. What are you on about? No. And then obviously Jericho was like, "Well, yeah, everybody here, everybody here heard you say it, mate." So, <laughs> and it was really good. Like the, the crowd really were really into this, and they really enjoyed it. Oh, we didn't even laugh to be there, like. I mean, yeah. it was a laugh to watch on daily. So. I mean, it's it's a bit astudera, this, isn't it? Like for yeah. for good and bad, basically. Yeah, just for outrageous comedy. That, but to be fair, they played the crowd well for it. Like this whole story, like the crowd's being played. I say played like a bad thing. Like they've used the crowd. Yeah, to they, their they, they really work the crowd. They use like the hot crowd like reactions to really push this through. And like I, yeah. I couldn't believe like the last time the, the last match they had was like the crowd was so hot for it. Yeah. And if and even a full gear, I think this match will really be fun. Yeah, definitely. It's not going to be a technical masterpiece. No one else have. But again, we'll just have we'll just have a five minute bit because it's a street fight. We'll just have like a five minute period where Sammy Guevara and like 
Scorpio Sky do mad shit to each other. Yeah. And that'll be brilliant. <laughs> I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah. All right, Dos Santos will probably put Hager through a table to like do him one back. I'm actually buzzing for this five on five just because like, you know, it... you know, like um Masvidal's gonna fucking knee jerk into oblivion again from somewhere. Oh, oh yeah. Right. <laughs> in this team you've got two former UFC heavyweight champions. Well, this right, this Ooh. match, this match has to write Jericho off because he's coming to the UK for a fuzzy tour. But then it's Chris Jericho. <laughs> but then Chris Jericho don't look at no lights. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I said this last time when it was him and MGF. Oh, they're yeah. going on tour. Yeah, soon. but he's he's literally in two weeks' time. He's in like Liverpool playing with fuzzy. So, I know he can fly, but he can't fly from Liverpool to fucking. Like Wisconsin or wherever the fuck Dynamite is <laughs> in like in like three hours. So Ex- express train. That's fine. All right. So next up then we got a little bit of a treat, a little quick segment. We basically announces that um next week we're gonna see um Dante Martin and the debut of Leo Rush against Matt Seidel. And because his brother's still injured, we're getting Lee Moriarty. Am I watching GCW that I'm seeing Leo Rush and Lee Moriarty on the screen at the same time? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, if if you need to bring somebody in, like who better than Lee Moriarty? You need exactly. One of fucking GCW's standout players this year. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see him get a real good chance to prove himself on Dynamite. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. Right, well done. All right, then next up, uh, next match we had Jamie Hayter versus Anna J. This is another first round TBS tournament match. Um, not. Not, not necessarily the. I don't think it was Anna Jay's best work. I think she's still looking a little rusty, having not long come back from injury. This is like her second match back, I think. Yeah, I was more excited about Jamie Hayter's music than anything else. Oh, music. It still slaps. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think Anna maybe like she lacked a bit of confidence, um, especially at the start. She looked a little unsure about what was what she was doing. Yeah. Um, but Jamie was great in this as well. Um, they were like quite stiff, I think. Um, for the most part, and I think that was probably intentional. Um, like a lot of big hits from Hater. She is a bigger. Well, come out of the two of them, she is a lot bigger. Yeah. So it's good um, to see. I mean, Anna had the match won for all intents and purposes. She locked in the Queen Slayer, but Rebel and Brick Baker distracted her, and then Jamie just fucking annihilated her with the Lariat. It was good to see Brett Baker come out for Jamie Hater. Yeah. If, uh, if, uh, it's good to see that Brett Baker comes out for them as well. It adds, a bit, it adds a bit more sizzle to the Baker Ty Conti feud as well, doesn't it? Because Andy J is involved in that in capacity, and yeah. you know, if if they're beefing, then that's that's good. Uh, yeah, I mean, match was fine. It wasn't like it wasn't a a classic. Jimmy Hater looked good. Anna J after 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 the first few minutes, she she sort of got into it and she was good. Um, and she got that she, that nice DDT, which was lovely. Um, the other level on the outside that was quite nice. And yeah, I mean, it was it was perfectly fine. Yeah. It was a nice, as you say, it was a nice fucking larry at the end of the match. After the match, um, Britt Baker comes in to beat up on Anna. Uh, Ty Conti comes out to make the save, but it's still effectively three on one because Anna Jay's dead and she's about to get her ass kicked. But then Thunder Rose's music hits. The crowd go wild when Rose's music hits. Yeah. I love And one thing I noticed, um, Thunder Rose's music hits, of which the first words are literally Thunder Rosa. And Tony Giovanni says, what's happening? Who's this? <laughs> give, give you a guess, mate. Come on, mate. Come on. That's <laughs> saying WWE. Come on. <laughs> so yeah. Um then we have another quick Jay Cargo promo. Keeping on the women's theme, we have a quick Jay Cargo promo with Mark Sterling. 
and basically basically say whoever wins at a red velvet the bunny is going to get their ass kicked. Just keep our belt up without having our own matches. That's yep. all we need. Well done. That's fine. Um, then we have an MJF Darby Allen second. Yeah, I, I, was, I like this. It it does feel like it's treading over the same ground a little bit. Like it feels yeah. like they maybe it feels like pushing the pay for you maybe hurt this feud a little bit because maybe they run out of things to say to each other. Yeah. Um, and then something spinning the wheels a tiny bit. I mean, I'm still really hyped for this match. I think it's going to be really really fun. Uh, I liked a few little bits in here because uh, he was a little bit more focused this time on just Derby as opposed to trying to get just heat off the crowd. Yeah. I was, he didn't worry about the crowd this time. So that was fine. No, uh, he basically called Darby an incel. Um, <laughs> said he can't talk. Um, basically says that, yeah. I love that he said um, he's such a better wrestler than Darby that he could beat him with a headlock takedown. You know he's gonna like his first move is gonna I'd, be a I'd, I'd, I'd love if he tried to do that in the match. That'd be great. Like very first move. <laughs> do it. And then Darby came out basically and said, "Yeah, I'm. Uh, we're gonna have a proper wrestle match of full gear, and I'm gonna beat you." Yeah. And then MGS tries to do a runner and Sting and some guys wearing creepy Darby Allen face masks, sort of chasing one of, of the ring. One of them was quite a big boy day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then, yeah, Darby and MJF have a little fight, and Darby just gives him a big old clothesline. This is after Spears and Wardlow come out as well to attack oh, yeah. the mass boys. His accountability. Yeah, uh, that that was a fucking speedy clothesline over that barricade. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was fast. That was ridiculous. I mean, Darby's, was... Darby's always good for, like, fast running at people real quick, and, you know, it's, it's yeah. one of his things. He eats himself to them. That's fine. Right then, next up, we have uh, Cody Rhodes versus Andrade. It's a weird match to put on free TV, this, but I'm really glad they did. Yeah, I, I found this match a bit dull, to be honest. I but, uh, Well, remember, I, I, I really enjoyed, in particular, Andrade's performance in this match. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's not to say the match was bad, it just felt a bit... I think... Not a lot happened. I think the match, the first match you had with Pac, Really woke Andrade up as a performer. Yeah, because yeah. since that match, he's been he's been in a different gear than his his match with Kenny at Trucmania and his match with um, Matt Seidel. Was his match against Kenny good? Did it was fine, was? but yeah. for an Andrade Kenny match, you'd probably expect a little bit more. The consensus was that it was a little bit underwhelming. I think since, right, okay. since his first match against Pack, I think he's been on another level. Fair, and he's, he's I think he's basically decided about that he's the guy who just takes the bumps to the outside. I mean, if you want to get yourself over because you're in a bit of a rut just now, then sure. That's <laughs> one way to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was great. So Cody went for a Cody cutter and Andrade just like hoofed him over the top rope, which was lovely. Yeah. Um, it was like Andre, Andrade hit the three amigos, but then Cody tried to counter it. And then Andrade just did the third one into the terminal. And as commentary state, the third one is always the most dangerous. <laughs> the third amigo is the most dangerous. That's the most dangerous. Now, Andrade put Cody in a figure four, which was... Um... <laughs> <laughs> and all the crowd going woo as well. Oh, and I then think, I, I know you get caught up in the moment, but... <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Maybe um, not. 
And then the moment of the match, like the sort of the big talking point, um, Cody went for a dive to the outside. And as he did, FDR appeared from under the ring and just hit Cody with the belt as he dived. Yeah, that was quite cool. I, I like that. Just they weren't even like on the screen at any point. No. So we didn't know they were there. They were like under they, the ring when he was like yeah. thousand smacked him. It was good um, to see. And then Andrade got Cody back in the ring, hit him with he's 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 spiced up this finisher, hasn't he? Because he's put like a, a sort of a leg sweep element to it as well. He's had the leg sweep before. It's I, I think he just he puts more torque on it now. Yeah, it He's definitely a, done it, the legs. It, it looked a lot more, not, not more painful when he did it this time on Cody. A, I don't a know bit if more Co- I don't know if Cody just took it really well or whether Andrade hits it particularly differently. Yeah, no, it, no, it's a good finisher. Cody, Cody was solid here. Like, um, I think this was it was a Cody Rhodes ask Cody Rhodes match. Yeah, yeah, and um, you, you'll know from that whether or not you're going to enjoy it. Yeah, I, I mean, like I, I like him that that, that that just just enough like old school. You know, spitting sawdust for me. Yeah, I was saying it. It's got here. The match was ten minutes thirty-three. I, I, unlike the rest of the matches, it did feel that long. Is my issue? Honestly, I thought this match for me. This match flew. I really, really uh, thought, thought this match flew and quite, uh, quite nice and light. I, I feel like they could have squished it together a bit more. I feel just. They they done a couple of good spots that we've already mentioned. Just in between it, just about I forget, there was a lot. Of, there was a lot of in and out of the ring, bits, yeah. which obviously sort of added on a bit of time. And that, that I mean, while they while those spots are always fun, they do break the flow of the match a little bit. Don't it? It's just like everyone's got to stop and do and move, and then you know, get, it's never quite as fluid as as just going at it in the ring. Yeah, but yeah, yes. So after the match, it's some little cool bits after the match. Uh, Andrade and FTR beat up on Cody a bit more. You know, and he had a nice little stare down between Arn and Tully, which was quite nice. Yeah, a proper old school. And so this, this is like the first time they've interacted in AW, really. I'm sure they've had a square go. Well, no, because oh well, no, because Cody brought in Arn, didn't he, when he was feuding with Spears to like yeah. counteract Tully? But for the first time in a long time, this is like the first time they've, they've sort yeah. of come together. Um, and then I was thinking, it looked like they were about to have a fight. The Lucha Brothers came out, and um, not the most coordinated. I think they were. They felt a bit off because they were like waiting around for each other a little bit. They weren't quite. They were, they were waiting around. Uh, their music was off to them coming out as well. Uh, it just seemed all off time. We're back to a we're at the year one AW when nothing was quite on time. Yeah, all the production was just lackluster. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, it was, it was fine. Um, we're almost certainly probably going to get. I mean, has it been confirmed? We'll do, we will do the full gear card later. Um, but it certainly looks like they're building towards something for Cody Andrade, Pack, and Malachi. Yeah. Are you, are you looking up? Yeah, it's not. It's not been confirmed. There's nothing at the moment, but I think it's very much worth it. And you'll probably get Cody. You probably just go nuts on Dynamite on Wednesday and not get announced. Yeah. You, you think Cody's missing a pay-per-view? <laughs> now that he's back. <laughs> um, then we had a nice little in-ring promo with John Silver. The crowd were f- popping like mad for this. He was talking about like how he's not fighting Adam Cole, he's fighting Budge. Oh, <laughs> oh I forgot this match is happening on a rampage. And, uh, it's it's amazing how much how over that Budge thing has gone. O- over a fucking BT thing. Yeah. The thing is, you, you still notice that not all the crowd watch BT and you know that's a bit weird for some of them. 
because it doesn't it gets a massive pop but it's not the full crowd if that makes sense yeah but, it's but like, but like the twenty, yeah, but the twenty percent, the twenty thirty percent of the crowd that is popping out the loudest part of the crowd. Yeah, exactly. It's the fucking marks of AEW. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in a good way. So it's fine. <laughs> uh, like uh, we'll talk about it a bit more in Rampage. But like I saw a, a fellow on Twitter who said basically he printed out a hundred book signs and had given them to people in the crowd to make a budge section. Yeah, the bud- I've got the note for Rampage, the budge section that are at the front of the hard camp. Yeah, I've, I've seen them in Rampage. Fair play. Yeah, right. So then moving on to the main event. Nice little touch first. Uh, Brian Danielson comes out in commentary. Uh, he's yeah. he's going to be facing the winner, so it makes sense to have him out there sort of doing a bit of scouting. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk about bad production? So Orange well, Cassidy comes well, out. Uh, obviously, as we as we found out, we, we learned on Monday about Moxley um, going into rehab. Uh, the, this match was confirmed on Tuesday. Like they made the decision on who to put in the match on Tuesday. Amira basically made it to the show like an hour or so before the show started. Oh, did they? Like, okay. Yeah, and it was so last minute that when they ran Miro's entrance, he still had the TNT title. He still graphic. had the TNT title graphic. Oh, it was and only like, it was only like the little like bottom. the middle bit. Yeah, yeah. Like, they, 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 kept, ve- they very quickly replaced that with a full gear graphic. Yeah, because it's um, the three videos are like all one package. They had to just put the dynamite logo in the other two as well. Yeah. At the same time, so they couldn't just change one. <laughs> it was like, oh well. Yeah, they but. very quickly took that out. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, he hasn't still got his shorts that have the TNT title like design on them. Yeah, it's just the normal red ones. I mean, Miro's a scary bastard, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Cassidy sort of fucks around at the start of the match, like in and out the ring, sort of trying to like trick Miro. Then as Miro goes outside, Cassidy jumps back in, goes for a dive. Miro catches him and just fucking launches him. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> remember in the arcade anarchy match where he just beeled him like halfway across like the out the length of the ring. Yeah. It was kind of a bit like that. Um just the same again. Takes him in the ring, hoofs him into the opposite turnbuckles. Um Cassidy hits a tornado DDT, which obviously, as we all know from the Fuego matches, is one of the ways to, to put Miro down. Yep, master. Um, and then yeah, um, Miro rolls to the outside after DDT. Orange dives off and puts him through a table. Looks like he's going to get counted out. Miro, like he literally jumps in on like nine yeah, he, and nine and he, three quarters. He gets back in the ring. He doesn't move off the floor at all. Nine. Yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, you, you you think at that point Bryce like slows down his count, but he didn't. Just no, and it's, and it's literally up. Bryce like stepped forward and he's bringing his hands forward yeah. to do the turn as Mira breaks the planet ring. It's, it was so um, it was so good. Then Orange goes to the Orange Punch, can't get it. Hits a desperation beach break, and it's one of them like, how the fuck did he pick him up? Yeah, like he got caught midair basically. Like yeah. Mira was doing something, he reversed it. Um, beach beach break for two. Um, and Miro just gets up, kicks the shit out of him, and then puts him in the game over. Yeah, right. Miro is now going to do the John Mottisley prophecy. He's completely yeah. net for him. Well, I mean, I can't wait for this match at full gear now. Miro versus fucking Danielson. Danielson. Fucking hell. Oh. I mean, if, if, if the saying is when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. God damn, they made some good lemonade. <laughs> That's it must, sweet it, I mean, uh, Tony Khan did say obviously that um, this week was one of the most stressful weeks of, of his time. 
in um, as, as head of AW, the, 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 the most stressful one being the week where he died. He said this was like the second most stressful in terms of like having to because John's Moxie's quite a personal friend of his anyway, like having yeah. to deal with all that and also at the same time having to massively rewrite the sort of the show going forward. Yeah. Um, but still, when you can just turn around and go, oh yeah, um, ah, Miro then. Yeah, Miro, you're not up to much, man. Let's go. Put you on a pay per view. Let's go. Do you want? Do you want a possible title shot? Yeah. Do you want to beat Brian Daniels then and be Hangman's first contender? There you go. <laughs> right. So uh, that's it for Dynamite then. Uh, before we move on to Rampage, we'll do some highs and lows. Darren, what have you got for us? Um, I think my my low is going to be. Um, I think just Hater versus Anna J. Not because it was bad, just because it was okay. That's all I've got for you. It, yeah. it was okay. It's, Aaron, ba- Aaron um, back to slamming on the women's division. Uh, I'd explain <laughs> nothing less. <laughs> oh, uh, my high is going to be, I think surprisingly, the build-up to... Inner Circle versus American Top Team. I mean, you're an attitude era motherfucker, aren't you? And, uh... Yeah. I'm, I'm all for my comedy and fanning about and taking the piss. So. Yeah, I mean, it was it was definitely it was the most flat out entertaining thing on the show. Yeah. Um, okay, I am gonna have as my low. I probably have to say, I mean, I hate to do it, but I probably have to say the women's match as well, uh, just because it was a little bit discombobulated at the start and it didn't quite, it was the only match of the night that didn't just flow all the way through. Um, yeah. I think every, everything else, it was unfortunate because it was, it, like you said, it was fine. It was okay. It was perfectly acceptable for a TV match, but everything else was just on that next level. Um, I'm saying if I had anything to argue with, it would be Andrade versus Cody, but just because it was the only match that fell as long as it was. Yeah. Really. For me anyway. And for my um for my high I'm probably gonna have the main event because I think it was an excellent example of how you pivot. And I was saying this to to Jay again, we, we don't like to make comparisons, but like the good thing about AW is because they plan so many things out carefully and like so many stuff, so much stuff is long term booked. Whenever they need to change something, it doesn't feel like the whole card is fucked. It just like you just change that one little bit. Like just putting mirror in is fine. If you were changing every other match, like maybe other companies do sometimes, it would probably feel like a mess. Yeah. But because everything else is so structured, when you do have to make a little change, you can do it, and it's absolutely it's absolutely fine. And it's great to see Mirror just back doing murder. Mm-hmm. And yeah, as I say, like if Moxley was still in this match. He would have done the murder. Oh, it, it, it would have been exactly the same, except yeah, for, for Game Over, Reed, uh, Paradigm Shift. Yeah. It might have been a bit faster paced, more aggressive, like battering. That's a bit it. Yeah. But, yeah, I think maybe Miro, um, Castor would have got slightly less offense in against Moxley. Yeah. But maybe that's that's about, pretty much about it. As as um, pro wrestling sacrificial lamb, they, they don't go much better than beloved babyface on a chance to do that. Exactly. Like Orange Cassidy is the most loved fucking face in the company. And to watch him like literally gasping for breath as he furiously taps out in the game over was uh, was quite the visual. Yeah, uh, he didn't even survive a second. As soon no, as, as soon back, as it, it was as soon as he reached back, it was immediate tap out, and it, it yeah. made Miro feel like an absolute murderer again. And they all took like he lost the match to Sammy, and, and it took a lot for Sammy to beat him. Yeah, but it all it took was just one win, and he's right back on that. On the pedestal where he was before, 
so they've done a great job of of heating them right up. And um, we'll talk. We've actually, I think, we've got some questions about. Oh, we're, we're going to talk a lot about full gear after this, so we'll we'll shelve any Mira Daniels talk till the end. Um, but yeah, we can't wait for that match. It's going to be absolutely insane. Right, moving on then, we'll crack on to Rampage, the best, the fastest, hottest hour of wrestling television in the week. And talking about power, there's a fan sign. There's power in a union. Join the union. <laughs> Join yeah, the union. A lot of a lot of moxie uh, on Dynamite. I'm remember a lot of moxie uh, um, signs as well, like saying we love yeah. you, Mox, and all this, which is great to see. Obviously, um, the AW fan base, by for the most part, are really quite excellent, and they they seem to be very much behind John Moxie and his decision. Yeah. You know, that's really good to see because it's really easy to get entitled and think, oh, well, now we're not going to get the box. No, that's not important. It's important that the dude goes and gets healthy, and then you'll come back and you'll have great matches down the line. Don't worry about it. You'll get your John Moxie matches. Just let him make sort himself out first. Let him chill out for a bit. Right? Yeah. Uh, but the AW fan base, obviously, very understanding, very patient, which is good to see because upper wrestling fans normally aren't. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, not saying there are none, but, you know, some there are probably some AW fans who are being entitled bitches, but. For the most part, everyone's been pretty nice about it. Um, someone who's not very nice about things is Max Caster. Oh, oh, have you have you got the notes for this? Or? I've not got I've not got it written down. Uh, um, not numbers in cucumbers and he makes references obviously to Danielson being a vegan. I don't think he is. I don't even think he is anymore, but he was for a long time. He was for a long time, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he basically he ends his rap joking that um he's gonna end his career quicker than his fa- Brian's father in law ends them. <laughs> For anyone who's not aware, uh, Brian Danielson's father-in-law, actually it's his stepfather-in-law, is uh, Johnny Ace or John Laurinaitis. The way it works by marriage, it's father-in-law. Yeah, so. it's, it's Brie Bella's like mum's second partner. Yeah. It's John Laurinaitis, yeah. and John Laurinaitis is the head of talent relations in WWE. He's the one who does all the firings. And obviously, if, if you're aware, 18 wrestlers were released earlier this week. Uh, they all got Emails off John Laurinaitis directly to tell them why they're being released. Um, and, and yeah, it was it was um, it was a good way. I mean, I'm, I'm liking this like sort of slightly toned down, like less edgy Max Caster, but he still goes in every now and then. Yeah, it was still like a solid line at the end, though. That one was ridiculous, <laughs> like just because it was so recent as well. Yeah, but it was, but it didn't like actively mock anybody, which was which was quite nice. It didn't like take the piss out of anyone. No, it wasn't. Fucking mental health or anything like that. You know, so. making like a fucking eighteen-year-old girl feel uncomfortable. <laughs> so yeah, that was fine. Um, and yeah, this was a really fun match. I mean, it's 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 getting a bit sort of redundant to say that Brian Danielson has good matches. Yeah, I I would like to say this is probably the least interesting, not interesting, least least explosive. Yeah, Danielson match that we've seen. But I mean, you're talking about like honestly, it was still good. If all of Danielson's matches have been like eight or above, then this one was probably an eight. Yeah, it was still good. Yeah, (laughs) it was Bowen's best match he's ever had in AW. Yeah, and he he looked good in this as well. He really did. Um, He, I'm I'm not saying he hung with Daniel with Brian Danielson because again, there was only going to be one winner here. Yeah, there's no way Danielson's losing. Uh, But you know, he didn't look terribly out of place. No, the only uh, note I've got of this match is uh, Bowen sets a twisting DDT in the corner. Yeah. And he's hanging and he just twists them around. It was quite cool. Uh, Max Caster clotheslines Brian Danielson on the outside, which prompted Danhausen to text, uh, to Twitter message um, Aubrey Edwards to tell him that he cheated. 
Oh, all right, okay. And then um, <laughs> he basically said to Aubrey afterwards, it's all right, he won anyway, but you should maybe keep your phone on you when you ref. And if I should be in cheating, I'll send you a Twitter message. <laughs> so I, I, I really want to get into this, like, you know, with Danielson's, like, uh, like Dan House is like this, like, video referee from, from his sickbed. VAR. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then a little bit on um, a little bit later. Oh, so that, that's swinging DDT, by the way. He calls it the arrival. Yeah. I uh, think he mentioned it. Stark on commentary. Stark's is pretty good on commentary. I really like him. Yeah. When he's not arguing with Jericho. When Chris Jericho is not there to distract him and make him play up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, th- towards the end of the match, um, Danielson dropped kick match caster off the apron. Then he threw Bowens over the top rope. So he landed on caster. Then he went onto the top rope and hit a crossbody. Onto both of them. Yeah. This is a guy who, like, you know, a couple of years ago wasn't wrestling because he was too fucked up, and now he's throwing himself on crossbodies to the outside. Fair right. folks to him. Yeah, fair play to him. Right. Then um, Bowens comes back in, and Danielson hits him with a drop kick off the top rope. And then he just, like, grabs both his hands, just stomps on his face a bit. Yeah. Which, yeah. which looks <laughs> horrible. <laughs> um, and then he, he did this really lovely like sort of spinning transition almost like a it was like you know when you do the, like, the, the figure four and you spin around the leg and he did that like with his arm yeah and like sort of twisted it into the bell look uh, I've, and this this is the first time he's won a match yeah with the label look so this is now his no 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 no. he's won with the label look before just the once this is the first time he's used the same move in two matches oh is it it's the first time repeated yeah this is the first time he's, he's been a repeat finisher so that's it. Game over now, man. He's, he's spent. He's done. He's, that's he's, it. He's washed. Get, get him out no, of it. No more running knees. No more fucking triangle chokes with elbows. He's <laughs> gonna be a little every time now. Right. No more cattle mutilation. Basically, he's, basically, he's basically Christian for this month. <laughs> yeah, forget about it. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, fun match. Uh, keeps Brian looking good. Um, going into full gear. He's got he obviously did mention Miro. Um, I thought it gave Bowens a really good platform to show what he could do, and I think he did admirably. Yeah, it was very good. I mean, we've long um, said, haven't we, that Bowens is like the, the sort of... The, I mean, the, the acclaimed, I like the acclaimed as is, but I think Bowens is the guy who, in the ring, anyway. Yeah, he's the in-ring guy, definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that was good. Then we get a little... Um, we get a little, little moment with Andrade and FTR. And MGF again just carrying on the carrying on the the, the sort of angle. MGF comes up and asks for some more money because he's rented out FDR again, which again keeps it you know keeps it all makes it making sense in the storyline. It makes Andrade look a bit like a mug though, because that's twice now MGF's been like, right, give me your money. No, that's not good enough. Give me more. It's like just yeah, but I mean they had a deal, didn't they? Presumably, it just makes Andrade look like less than MGF. Which he is, but he, is, he, shouldn't, to be fair. He, sh- he shouldn't think he is. Yeah, but MGF's, yeah, but MGF's like the top heel, isn't he, in the, in the company? Pretty much he's positioned himself as the top heel in the company on, on the way to. Um, I've got no problem with that. But then the real the real treat out of this segment is we get a match announced for Wednesday night, which is going to be Pac versus Dax Harwood. Yeah. And that's going to bang. Pa- I mean, Pac in any match bangs. So. Dax Harwood is good. He's a really underrated singles guy. Sure. The next up, <laughs> anyway, the next up, then we need to we need to talk about um, CM Punk oh, Eddie Kingston. I have a whole page of notes. Oh, take it away, man. Fucking hell! Uh, the thing is, it's not even a full rundown, right? Uh, 
Punk wants people to think he's been running around the ring for three and a half minutes after the ad break because he's that. jogging. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> uh, he instantly calls out Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston's music plays. No one comes out though. But typical Eddie Kingston doesn't he need no music to come out. Just fucking power walks in that rampway. Yeah, he says stuff on the mic. I can't remember what it was. Something about last week and. He said that he said that the reason he wasn't uh, um, dynamite was because he was sick and he, he wanted to make sure he didn't have COVID. Yeah, he wasn't there last week because he was COVID testing himself and he didn't want Moxley or his daughter, child, daughter, child, daughter, child, daughter, child, daughter. Uh, they and the, the, see the way I see this, right? Punk was Eddie Kingston like ten years ago in WWE. Like shouting about how he's underappreciated, shouted how he grafts his way to the top, shouting yeah. about how he's just looked over. That was Punk 10 years ago. <laughs> uh, Punk was my hero once upon a time, Eddie says. Uh, they argue about keeping Kingston down in Ring of Honor. Just and FYI, uh, Punk is 43, Eddie Kingston is 39. Really? Oh, yeah. there's a lot closer than what you think then. There you go. Uh, so they argue about keeping Kingston down. Eddie drops a few names as well. Yeah. Samoa Joe, Homicide, and Amazing Red. Amazing Red, who was, who was wrestling with Osprey in his own promotion on Friday. Yep. Uh, so it's very Ring of Honor based chat, is what I get from that. Um, yeah, nobody backstage wants you here, Eddie states. Like, oh, oh, CM Punk's back. Woo, woo. You're yeah. feeling the spotlight. You're hogging it all unnecessarily as well. Uh, then Eddie Kingston challenged CM Punk to full gear, a match at full gear. He goes, fight me, fight me at full gear, fight me. Well, if, if you well, don't yeah, understand I mean, what Punk, Punk comes back as well um, and basically says, yeah, Eddie's lumping a lot of his baggage onto him and he said um, everyone might have judged you but it was you who fell short yeah basically he said yeah the only reason we judged you was because we thought you'd be better than this yeah and you let yourself down which is like oh fucking hell I, I guess a bit serious mode. yeah he said he wasn't wrong because he saw greatness in him 15 years ago and then said what you tend to do now you tend to a bum yeah Punk says full gear's a bit high for you I was thinking elevation or dark why, punk? Because you're going to fight on Elevation or Dark, ain't you? So he said something more your speed. <laughs> yeah. Um, basically, at the end of the thing, Eddie Kingston just goes, I don't care about winning or losing. I'm just going to beat you up so you quit and leave for another seven years. That's it for punk, then. That's that's the red that's the red flag. <laughs> he's in. He comes out. As he's like, as those, literally those words are going out of his mouth, punk just headbutts him. Yeah, punk literally headbutts him. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Fair. A brawl They has both. Yeah, a brawl ensues. And it's a proper one as well. Like like four, five refs come down, they can't break them up. Then like wrestlers come down. Yeah. They can't break. It's a proper classic. Like they'll pull them apart and then all of a sudden one will break free. I, I love them. You can't do them all the time, but like, goddamn, it's fun. Yeah. Right. And in, in the other company, um, it was always when Lesnar was in a rivalry with someone big at hand. Mm. Uh, it's exactly what this is like. I love this. This is this is shot to the top of my like most anticipated matches for Full Gear. Just off this promo, just off just off this week, like yeah. even even from Rampage of it how it started, it's like oh you fucker. 
Yeah. Now, as, as, soon as, as soon as you heard Eddie Kingston like interrupting Punk's backstage interview, you're like, oh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> and now, Ed, now Eddie's going to do a bad move. I mean, he's absolutely going to lose, but he's going to fuck CM Punk up. <laughs> yeah. Give me a hard hitting match. Fuck I. Let's yep. go. So then we got Tony Giovanni backstage with Jurassic Express. They challenge the click to a match. Um, six by six falls count anywhere match, I believe. Uh, so we've got, a, we've got a five and five street fight and a six man tag falls count anywhere. Yep. Fun. I mean, I'm, this is this this is the bullshit I'm totally here for. Uh, the thing is, I think this one's going to be a lot faster paced than the inner circle one. Yeah, I think this is just going to be the, the, inner, the inner circle one's going to be like a. They're both going to be spot fest, but for different ways. Like this one's going to be like a physical spot fest, whereas the inner circle one's going to be like a weapons spot fest. Weapons spot fest, a comedy spot fest. Yeah, like Dan Lambert's going to like fucking prat fall through a table or something, go like you know. Yeah. Get hit, get hit, get a bin put over him and get hit with a kendo stick or something, go. <laughs> yeah, nonsense like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right next up then we have Red Velvet versus The Bunny this is the final first round match in the TBS championship tournament um, and Red Velvet ain't hanging around she's just straight in there um, straight from her entrance into the ring takes on The Bunny takes her down a fairly short match um, uh, Bunny goes outside and sort of takes Velvet to town on the steps then they get back in the ring um, and Velvet sort of just takes over gradually uh, Bunny tries a roll-up. Uh, Death Valley Driver doesn't get the win, and then uh, Velvet reverses into a final slice to pick up the win. Yeah, yeah it's okay match. Yeah, I mean, it was, if they were needed to do, it got, yeah. got Red Velvet over, didn't expose anyone, you know, no one looked bad, no one no one got, like, sort of showed up as, like, unable to do anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At the end of the match, Velvet shouts that Jade Cargill is in the crowd. Yeah. I made you that bitch. Lovely. I mean, it's nice that they, they, they're going to run this back on in the second round. I mean, Jade's going to wipe the floor with her. But <laughs> I liked also they didn't have any, there was no run-ins. There was like penalty four, didn't come down and attack after the match. It was nice, clean. They just got out of the way, got what they yeah. needed to do done, and then we move on. Um, yeah, then we get to the, the pre-main event Mark Henry interview. Who knew you could like be comedic in a Mark Henry interview? <laughs> I mean, yeah, Adam Cole and John Silver are going back and forth. Um, John Silver with Adam, Alex Reynolds is there, and he basically says last week he beat them dressed as Bambi. Yeah, yeah, I was dressed as Bambi and I beat you. Now you've got a boo boo. <laughs> yeah. Adam Cole instantly just replies with, I've got a boo boo, but I've competed the night after being thrown off the cage, thrown off a cage, referencing to war games. War games. I, I, I like how. Um, Cole was basically trying saying to Silver, like, look, I've done things in my career that you're never gonna do. Like I've already my, my career is already like at this height and like it's I'm basically I'm bigger than you, basically. Um yeah, I, I love how John how John Silver started off like interrupting Mark Henry, but like, no, no, it's not Adam Cole, it's Budge. Yeah. No, it's, it's not Budge, it's Budge all capitals and it's like Budge yeah. all caps. <laughs> <laughs> and that, like every time he says it, um you can see like um Adam Cole's face just like contorting with rage, <laughs> which is fantastic. Yeah, I'm all for it. Uh, yeah, so the, the interview was real fun. Uh, before we get to the match, they ran down Dynamite's card. Oh, Jesus Christ, it bangs. Um, so it's Pack versus Dax Harwood, Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter and Rebel versus Ty Conti, Anna Jay and Thunder Rosa, Matt Sidell and Lee Moriarty versus Leo Rush and Dante Martin, Brian Danielson versus Rocky Romero. Yeah. 
and then the full gear contract signing between Kenny Omega and Hangman Page. Oof. Oof. Yeah. I can't wait for that. Ugh. Give me all of that, please. Uh, right, to so the next up, finally, we have the main event. Adam Cole comes out with the Young Bucks. <laughs> you can see as he's walking his way to the ring, he walks past like the bug section. Yeah, he just we talked about. blanks him, yeah. He, he, he blanks him and the Young Bucks look horrified. Yeah. Like, top. Like, the physical comedy from the books in this match is off the charts. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, as soon as the match starts as well, John Silver just goes, um, he stops Adam Cole and he just goes, Budge, baby. <laughs> yeah, he does the he does the baby jump up Budge, <laughs> which is great. Uh, Cole goes off the handle and batters Silver for that. Um, and yeah, it's just a really fun match. I mean, these guys have these guys have great chemistry together. Yeah, um, a couple of things to note in the match. Uh, oh, we are double armed snap near. On the apron by Adam Cole onto John Silver. Yeah, it was weird but good at the same time. Um, you got your obviously fucking young bucks kissing Adam Cole moment on the outside when the outside with the camel clutch. Uh, Excalibur weirdly calls Adam Cole's Ushi Garoshi a neck breaker. <laughs> <laughs> he yep. symbolizes it. Uh, a bit weird from him. Um, then further into the match, Adam Cole goes for his boom. A massive clothesline from Silver instead. Oh, my God. That was insane. Yeah. How would you get hit with those arms? Big, meaty fucking clotheslines. Uh, Matt Jackson puts um, Adam Cole's foot on the ropes from... Was it from that? I think so. Uh, uh, no, wasn't it from the... Oh, no, it wasn't. Yeah, it was from something. Yeah, it was, it, it, was, it, it, was from, it was from the um, the German suplex the pump kick. Yeah, they got the two count. Um, Silver. Well, after um, that, after, after that point, that's when the dark order come down to clear the books off. Yeah, uh, Silver catches um, Adam Cole's low blow attempt. Says the ref is distracted by the brawling outside. Um, he hits one of his own on Adam Cole. He just punts him in the bars yeah. for a power bomb. Um, no, 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 a, sp- a spinning lager bomb. Sorry, a spinning Liger bomb for what I genuinely thought <laughs> it was, was a three. It was so close, that two It was like... The pop, the, pop, the pop was enormous as well. You've actually just low-blowed and Liger-bombed fucking Adam Cole. And just just because he got the low-blow, I was like, oh my God, Adam Cole might actually lose you. Holy shit. And I really liked like, the finish this match because it, it kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, and it was, and it, and that's that's what's so good about like Adam Cole is he can just hit this out of nowhere. So like, yeah, the finish is like Cole goes for the Panama Sunrise, Silver blocks it, and then he's just like elbowing Cole, and then Cole like, gets like a foot of separation, yeah, and just super kicks him, super kicks him at the front, super kicks him in the back, super kicks him at the back, and in the boom, that's yeah. it, like ten seconds of offense, yeah, like, and yeah a, re- a really good match. I really enjoyed this one, yeah. I was I was definitely the most excited I was for Rampage like this yeah. match. Yeah. I mean, Silver is one of those guys. It's it's weird because like he never he it doesn't quite he hasn't quite been legitimized yet. Like he hasn't won any big matches. So you don't think he's gonna you don't think he's like a big threat. Like but every time you see him in the ring you're like, oh Jesus, yeah, he's really good, isn't he? Yeah, it's like Orange Cassidy, but he's he's just the Orange Cassidy of the Dark Order. Yeah. He's like the favourite. The internet favourite, so yeah, yep. So that's it for Rampage. Another excellent, tight one-hour show. 
And again, this show doesn't fuck around. There's no like, there's no post-match angle. There's no big beatdown. It just ends. The match ends. Cole wins, and then that's it. That's the end of the show. Yeah, it just quit. It's the same as um, Dynamite as well. It just quickly finished. Like there was no mucking about at the end of the show. Yeah, that was it. All uh, right, you got any highs and lows for this one then, Aaron? Um, can, can I avoid giving? Bonnie and Velvet's gonna have to be the law. Okay, you can have that. That's fine. Yeah. If you want to hate on the women's division one more time. Compared to everything else, it has to be. <laughs> um and my high, I think it's gonna have to be that. Or whatever one I don't pick, you're picking. So uh, I'll go for the Eddie and Punk face to face. Okay. Do, yeah. It was, the fact I wrote a whole page on it. It was, so. I mean, it, it did the most to hype me about Full Gear yeah. on that show. So that's absolutely fair. Uh, for my high, then I will have the main event because I love me some John Silver. I love me some Adam Cole. I think they had a really fun match. Uh, it wasn't quite the, the sort of, it was a bit more serious than like the, the, the obviously the Halloween match they had, which was a bit Jakari, but it still had a little bit of physical comedy, like little, little moments. Yeah. And Silver always brings that. And Cole's really good at like leaning into it as well. But it was much more of like a, it was much more of a proper like competitive wrestling match, which was really, really good to see as well. Than work that sort of style. I say it's good to see cocky heels get annoyed at things. Yeah, it's great to see. Um, and I'm not going to have a low. I think uh, I have to. I have to. I'm, I'm, I'm unlike you. I, I have to work hard to find a low on rampage because it's. I think again, one hour shows are just so tightly paced that I think they don't have any uh, any avenue for bullshit. All right, then before we wrap up, we'll go through some questions. We have a few. And we, as we do this, we have a question about prediction for full gear. So we'll do our full gear predictions for, for the card as it stands. Um, so this is, um, so this is, this factors into this. So Troy has asked basically what are our predictions for full gear? And as a, as a sort of loaded question is built into that, um, would Brian get his first loss against Miro? It's just a great chance to push Miro into the main event scene. And a second one is do you think we'll get Wyndham slash Bray Wyatt? Turning up a full gear. So, so we'll answer that one first. Do you think Wyndham will show up? No. No, I think he's going to Hollywood. I don't think there's a position for him in AW at the moment. I don't think there's a position he can. Start. I mean, he's a t- he could if they wanted him to, but I don't think there's a natural place for him. I, I, I think he'd just be shoved in Malachi Black, to be honest. Um, I don't I think, really want that. No, I think, that, I think you only bring him in if you've got a clear path yeah. for him. And I don't think there's a, I don't, there's a space for him at the moment. Yeah, to, to be to, to flourish, like you could have him in there and he'd do something and he'd be fine and I'd enjoy it, but I don't think he'd be using to his full potential. Yeah, I think everyone would complain that he's not being used as Phil. Yeah, um, okay, so then we'll, we'll answer the other question as part of the predictions. So we'll run through the card. So, first off, we have the Super Click versus Dress Express. <sighs> I mean, he's on. He's on binding. I'm not. I'm not we're not going to. This doesn't count as our official. We're, we're right, okay. to change off because we're not making the official picks until after the last rampage. Yeah. So until we know, until yeah. we have all the information, this is just like a little hot and dirty. Uh, just now, I think I'll go for Christian and Jurassic Express because they need a win of some sort. Yeah, and they you can do. Just have one of the bugs get pinned. Yeah, you can have Matt Jackson take the pin. He's, he's, he likes to eat up a couple of pins, doesn't he? I mean, I think yeah. I still think I think the super click. I think Adam Cole. You've got to ride that Adam Cole train. I think you've got to have Adam Cole get wins for the books to build the Kenny storyline. That's fair. Yeah, I think if the, the stronger you make Adam Cole seem, 
the more it makes sense for the books to turn on Kenny for him. Especially yeah. if the main event goes the way I think it's going to go. Yeah. I think That's I think if, if you're having Kenny lose and like I think you have Cole win, I think it sets it puts them on um, it puts them on opposite paths, and I think that's important to build the match. Yeah. Okay. Uh, CM Punk so you, versus Eddie Kingston. In a different way, then, but yeah. Uh, punk. That has to be Punk. Yeah. I punk. don't know I why mean, I questioned that. Kingston, in my head Kingston is a fantastic wrestler. But he's he's literally there to make other guys look good, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, if I got paid the money for it, I'd do the same. So. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> the match the match will absolutely slap. Yeah. And Kingston will Kingston will die on his feet. Just put Eddie as the opening match again, like like uh, Miro. Um, like against Miro, yeah. Just yeah. Him, yeah. him and Punk first match. If yeah. the if they're paid for your opens with Punk's music, that's not the bet the worst thing that could happen, is it? You exactly. Know? exactly. Uh, and it's if you want to get people to buy it, you can literally say on the on the buy-in coming up first. See a punk, punk. Yeah. yeah. You know, literally in five minutes' time, if you if you throw your cash in. Yeah. Go for it. That's um, what I'd do. Yeah. So. Next up then, Darby Allen versus MJF. MJF. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, 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 it. I, I if, if MJF had beaten Jericho, I'd say Darby, Darby. but I don't, you yeah. can't feed MJF two losses in a row. I think he needs to win. Yeah. MJF needs it badly, so. Okay, that needs that one. In it. Lucha Bros versus FTR. I think this is a really weird one. Like, yeah. I don't think there's a way in which you can justify taking the belts off the Lucha Bros because they've no. literally not had them for more than five minutes. I say, I, I think I have to have Lucha Bros because we've already think, had well, all think, the face I, team. I think they have to win this one and then maybe you do a belt for belt down the line. I mean, what would be the next show? Like a December New Year like show? Winter is coming or? Yeah. Like a finale at the end of the year show. And how for the Blue Bros get the belts back? Yeah. FCR, FCR aren't going to fucking Triple Mania. Uh, they might. You don't know. <laughs> no, I would I would say you have the Lucha Bros win this one and then FCR won another chance so they literally go them into belty belt. Yeah. And then Lucha Bros can get the, get the AAA belts back. Um, okay, Inner Circle versus uh, American Top Team. Yeah. That's a hard one. I I, I think Inner Circle will win it. It's, by probably, it's, it's problematic. Making a fill of damn Lambert. I mean, you think Lambert's in there to, to eat the, the embarrassment pin, don't you? But, but then you've got Masvidal. There's the Masvidal factor. I don't know if he's going to be there. I mean, presumably he will be involved. You think he's involved. I mean, it's, it's literally a, a fight without rules, just setting up for shenanigans, isn't it? Paige Van Zandt will be there. Masvidal yeah. will be there. The other two will be there. The other two are also there. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's but then again, on the inner circle side, you've got Sammy in there with the belt and he's the champion. You've got to sort of make him look good. See, I think that's genuinely the hardest pick as a street pick. I still say Masvidal annihilates Chris Jericho and puts him on the bench for a bit. That was my that was my gut feeling like a few weeks ago, and I thought the game had changed. Uh, see, I'm 50 50 on it because um, it's whether Masvidal shows up or not. So I don't uh, think. Where is it? It's in Minneapolis. Mm. I don't think you. I don't think. I think the reason you book this match is to have like this to have Masvidal show up. Yeah. Well, it's not. It's to compensate for the fact that three of the guys in this aren't wrestlers, and they can just run around and hit people with weapons. But yeah. you know, it's fine. Uh, okay, moving on. Danielson versus Miro. I think this is the hardest one to call. I'm going Miro. 
I I would go Miro. Like that's if I was booking it, that's what I'd do. Yeah, because I think now is this is this this is just um, I think they will go Miro because I think AEW are very good at running with what they've given. Yeah, I mean the way I see it, I think the Bucks are going to cost Danielson, or well, the elite of some sort are going to cost Danielson. So I think you're going to get like a Danielson versus. Now, I don't think Cole and Omega are going to be instantly, so I think you might get mm. Cole versus Daniel. Well, if, yeah, Omega versus Daniel Senzel. If Miro wins, which I think, like, well, actually, Tony Khan's not a stubborn booker. One thing he's shown is that he's really good at adapting based on what he's got. Yeah. And if Hangman is going to win, you want, I think Miro's a perfect first, first heel yeah. from the face because he's a big monster. It gives him a really credible, like, you know, win over him. He's only um, lost once, so. Yeah. Um, and also, if Danielson loses, you can have Kenny before the main event cut a promo saying like how Danielson's not getting his rematch, and everything's coming up, everything's coming up, everything's going great for him. This night's gone perfectly, you know. Yeah. And then he can fall, he can fall on his sword against Hangman in the in the main event. Same. I think Danielson, well, Omega's next compare like rivalry will be Danielson, like if going forward. So. I said, I said, yeah. Now that he's not got the title, you can have him beat Kenny yeah. then, don't you? Yeah. And that's, 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 what I'm and that's, and that's the start of Kenny's downfall. That's the continuation of Kenny's downfall, which will start. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I'm totally with you on that. I think I think Miro is it's absolutely the time to pull the trigger on Miro and push him up to the main event. He's yeah. he's never going to be hotter than this. And you could bring in Lana in the running for um for the, for the title match if you want. If that's how you want to debut. Yeah. Because he's all about winning titles for his wife, isn't he? and what bigger title than the AEW title. Just make or break time, so he does it in front of her. Yeah. yeah. Right then, we've got Britt Baker versus Tay Conte. Anybody think Tay Conte's winning? <laughs> no. I love you, Tay Conte, but god damn it, yeah. it Britt's time. Ah, uh, Britt's keeping that title. Yeah, I think it might be good. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. But yeah, I just can't see any way that Britt Baker loses that. <laughs> and then the big one, uh, Kenny Omega versus Hangman Page. The prophecy is happening. The real prophecy. Right, well, we have another question about this. Uh, which oh, is, gosh. Hangman's um, winning Troy. it. Um, and so, so, first of all, yeah, do you think Hangman's winning it? Yes. So, questions, Troy's other question then is, I also think Hangman's winning. Uh, if, for whatever reason, Hangman doesn't beat, beat Omega at full gear, then when? Is now the right time, or do you see them holding off a bit longer? If they don't do it now, they won't do it. What, they won't have Hangman win the title? Yeah, if they don't do it now, it's because they're doing something else. Like, this is... They can't have him get this close and lose and then build... They've already done it before. This has got to be the moment. If they don't do it in this moment, I don't think that's the plan. I think they're going with somebody else to win. Maybe Danielson. The pe- the perfect timing for Hangman to win it is now. Like, I mean, it's the all... way the story's been built is two years in the making now. The dynamite after this is in his home state. Yeah, it, like, exactly. Two years in the making there. I think there's there's like a 95% chance Hangman wins this. Uh, yeah. But, but if whatever reason he doesn't, I don't see it ever happening. Not against Kenny. I think they'll not, not against Kenny, no. Not against Kenny. I think they'll go with someone else. They'll go with a Miro or a Brian or a Punk. Yeah. If the only It's only if they've hot shot one of the new signees into the title picture to win it. I mean, if, if Brian beats Miro... Oof, that's going to put the cat amongst the pigeons, isn't it? 
Yeah, yeah, that's going to be a bit awkward and be like, oh. See, my only my only fear about the Miradonism matches, and we said this to you, like about when we talk about Moxie the other week, having Miro win slightly telegraphs the main event. But then it feels the same if you do it with Daniels and. Well, no, because Danielson, Danielson, I mean, if Dave Hangman's first title defense is Danielson's first loss, that's still a big deal. Yeah, I, I suppose, but. Yeah, if Miro does win, it just assumes the face champion. We're not going to get heel v heel, are we? So. No. Right. So moving on. So that's the full. We will um, keep an eye on our social media. We'll post up our actual um, finalized. All four of us will post our finalized uh, full gear predictions probably next Saturday before the show starts. Yeah. Um, but we'll lock them all in, and then we'll, you can see how we all did. Play along with us at home, um, and watch me. And Aaron and Verity do worse, even though we watch the most hate <laughs> because we because we will overthink everything. Like we yeah, don't that's usually how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on then. Um, so Faye as well. I think I think we've discussed a little bit before just then, uh, where we see the start of the elite splintering at four gear. I think absolutely. I think you can. Like I said, you're going to see that dichotomy. You're going to see Cole elevate the young bucks to a win. You're going to see Kenny drop the title. The bucks are going to sort of realize, you know, where what side the bread's buttered on. And yeah. sort of move the balance of power with with the belt away from Kenny. The balance of power will slowly move towards Adam Cole. Yeah, you don't think Kenny's worth being a leader anymore? No, because the, well, the Bullet Club has always been one of them, hasn't it? It's always been like when you lose, you're no good anymore. Yeah, that's basically it. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and we have some more from again a couple about the recent WWE releases. Anyone you'd like to see in WWE in AEW from WWE who was recently released? Um, Troy mentions Carrying Cross and Scarlet. I don't. I mean, I mean, I'd like to see Keith Lee in there. Yeah, well, uh, Jay said Keith Lee when. Uh, first of all, yeah. I know I, I, I'm not a big Carrying Cross guy. No, neither am I. I'm not a big. I he didn't do he's... he didn't do it for me in Impact. He didn't do it for me in WWE. You know, next day he's vastly overrated in my opinion. Uh, so I would like him. I, I wish him success. I, I would think he'd do great back at Impact. Him, him and Moose, I think, would be a money feud. Yeah, like everyone's upset that Scarlett is not in WWE anymore. Like she's just eye candy. It's very, my opinion. She's uh, not even a great manager. On, she doesn't say or do anything. On the other hand, Keith Lee, yes, please. Yeah, Keith Lee, please do it. I think we're gonna see because just the way it's all the way it's all gonna be lining up. I think we, we might see. I don't think it'll be this year. But I think we'll see some big names in this Owen Hart tournament. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, Keith Lee will be on being elite first. He'll be, he'll have a new manager. (laughs) It'll be be Adam Cole with a bald cap on. It'll be Budge. And it'll be Budge, all caps. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Can't wait for that. Um, And then one last question from Jay Do you think all, do you think Full Gear can top all out? I mean, every time we come up to an AEW pay-per-view, it can top whatever the best one is so far. It's it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because, like, we all, like, all else had, like, it was riding, like, the Punk debut, and then we had, like, that massive ending of, like, the, the, the swerve for Adam Cole, and then Danielson as well. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be crazy for me to say, I don't think it possibly can, which is mad because saying... Do you think a pay per view where Adam Adam Page is going to potentially beat Kenny Omega for the you know AEW title in a few that's been going for eighteen months? Do you think that's going to be better or worse than a pay per view that was headlined by Christine Cage? 
Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's going to be very close. Uh, if, they, if they get everything, if they, I think it all hinges on the title match. Yeah. I think, I mean, it, I think it, if, sure, if they get that right, and there's nothing to say they won't, if they get that title match right, we're talking about an all-time AEW moment. Yeah. Like, it'll be talked about in 10 years' time if they, if they nail this. This is the biggest storyline they've had so far. And I, I can only imagine the pressure on Kenny and Hangman to deliver in this match. Yeah. That has to be good. I mean, I have absolute confidence. They are phenomenal oh, yeah. professional wrestlers and they are masters of their characters and they know exactly what they're doing and they have more importantly have a great relationship with each other and they've they've been they've been friends for a long time and I have every faith they will. The pessimist in me says I'm expecting it not to quite hit that mark for like the, the final but I'm open to it. I'm, I would love it. I, I it can do and I would love it to. I'm just temp I'm trying to temper my expectations a little bit. You know what I mean? I tried to do it for all out as well and I was still marking out in, in Jay's back room at two in the morning. Yeah. So you know who knows? <laughs> no, I'm looking forward to the pay Can't wait. I mean, there are so many matches on there that I am so hyped for. It happens every pay-per-view. The whole card's stacked. Again, it's because, it's because they only do. Like we said to you before, this is Daniel Bryan's first pay-per-view match in AW. Yeah. And he's already had like three Max of the Year contenders. Ridiculous. <laughs> It's utter insanity, and I mean, I, I, again, I'm, I'm just trying to. You, you'll hear me next week when we do the the, the, the full gear review. If whether it, I mean, I, I hope it. I mean, it, it's gonna be bad. It's never bad except for last year's allowed, but we can talk about that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think can top all else. Yes, do I think it will? I hope it will. Um, yeah. I'm prepared for the real possibility that might not quite hit the, the final high watermark of, of the Adam Cole Brian Danielson debuts because I don't think there's going to be anything like that I think it's no. every, I think all the pieces for this one are in place and I think it's just a case of putting them and moving them at the right times if you're going to get a debut it's going to be like in the middle of the show and it's not going to be at the very end yeah time. we're not going to see like fucking Keith Lee turn up or yeah. like Wyndham or I don't think anyone there's going to be no big shock um, debuts at the end or anything like that no the only, the only, I was saying, I was trying to, I was trying to freak jails on the news the other day. I was saying, um, what if Hangman wins? No, Hangman loses. Sorry. Yeah. And Kenny, you know, he gets them on the mic. He's gloating. There's no one left. He's beaten everybody. Coin drops. Okada. Okada comes out. That's the only way I'd be okay with Kenny winning. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, if it gives us a make and Okada again. <laughs> Fuck it. Why I mean, not? What if Hangman wins and the fucking coin drops and Okada comes out? Ah, fuck. <laughs> Why not both? Uh, yeah, fuck it. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think uh, before we before we work ourselves into a shoot, I think we'll leave it there for this week. <laughs> um, thank you all very much for listening. Uh, we will see you next week. So, do enjoy Full Gear on uh, next Saturday please do enjoy it we'll be watching it I don't think we're doing any live watch alongs or anything like that but we will uh, we'll have our full review of it and full discussion of it on probably on the Sunday uh, so yeah please do stay safe enjoy yourselves full gear and we'll see you all very soon uh, goodbye what did Wardlow scream at the waiter when he was served room temperature water instead of cold water I don't know this is warm <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs>
Hello, yes, Danhausen here. Danhausen has been summoned. You must love this podcast, Housen, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Housen. (laughs) 